Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's, um, I'm so lucky I have backup channels where I, I use my backup channels as canaries. I upload videos first to see if they get taken down. In the first 400 episodes, YouTube took down, I think, two episodes. In the last 60 episodes, they've taken down six. Mm. They're just chopping them. You say anything about COVID. You say anything about BLM or shootings. You say anything. Nothing like proving that you're not under the thumb of a tyrannical society like the tyrannical censorship. But enough of my stupid ramblings. Miss Claire Lopez back yet again who enlightened myself as well as my listeners about the conflict in Palestine, or should I say, Palestinian terrorism aimed at uh, the state of Israel. And I thought it would be interesting for you to give myself, I'm using my audience as an excuse, much like the Palestinians hiding behind someone else. I'm, hi- I'm hiding my stupidity behind that of my audience saying, you should tell us about critical race theory because the reality is, is I don't know anything about it. And I would love to hear about it. But for everybody new listening, Ms. Lopez, please introduce yourself. Well, good to be back with you again, Tommy, and uh, all your audience. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, And uh, so uh, I uh, have had a focus on national security my entire career uh, after grad school with a uh, master's in international relations, Russia focus. I went uh, to 20 years um, with uh, one of those three-letter alphabet soups. And uh, after that, went to... um, uh, the uh, federal contracting world for a bit, uh, and then um, uh, some think tank um, work uh, centered in Washington, D.C., but always national security. And my focus was mostly Middle East, uh, came to be really focused on Iran um, and uh, others too, obviously Israel, where I've been many times, uh, Turkey and other places, but, but Iran more than anything else. And now, more recently, uh, within the last year or so, have done a deep dive uh, onto China, uh, which I'd not focused on much before um, in in my career, but I sure am now, like a lot of other people. Um, And that brings it home, in a way, right back here to the United States um, because of what the Chinese Communist Party uh, is doing to America and to us, to Americans. Uh, and among those things um, it would be included information operations, propaganda, um, and critical race theory really fits kind of right in there, even though its origins are more Russia. Well, they are Russia. Um, but today, because the leadership of uh, global communism, Marxism, uh, is Beijing, is the CCP, uh, that's why now the, the focus of attention has shifted over there. Mm-hmm. And could you explain just what critical race theory is? Okay, so uh, this gets a bit academic, but uh, if, if, if you'll hang in there with I me. Got it. Um, 
I have written now a series of articles um, at Front Page Magazine. That's the online uh, publication outlet for the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Uh, recommend them for all kinds of other uh, topics too, but um, I published there four articles about critical race theory last year in 2020. And uh, at that time, uh, I was focusing a lot on California as the incubator uh, for this ideology and it spread through American school systems. Um, and that's just because I happen to have some friends out there in California with um, uh, students uh, in, in the school system who were being subjected to this and, and I learned about it from them. So that was my early focus on California, but it worked out, I think, pretty well. Um, because it turns out that California really is the incubator uh, for a lot of this stuff that has now coursed its way through um, academia all across the United States from, I mean, really almost kindergarten, maybe even pre-K, all the way K through 12 and university level. Um, this year, so far, um, I reprised my, my writing for, for Front Page and um, have now published there three articles on uh, critical race theory. Um, they are called, let's see here. Uh, the first one was in, uh, let's see, April, April 30th. Um, and that one was called Institutionalizing Critical Race Theory. Then the second one came out on May 7 at Front Page Magazine uh, called Critical Race Theory in America's Classrooms. And the most recent one was just a week ago. No, not even a whole week. A few days ago, Monday, earlier this week, May 24th. And somehow it's got the very same name as the previous one, the title, the headline, Critical Race Theory in America's Classroom. So uh, I, I plan to probably write one more um, in the series for um, this particular go around. Uh, and uh, that'll come out maybe sometime in June. I, I have not written it yet. But, you know, to start us off, your question, Tommy, what is critical race theory? Um, well, it's a dangerous Marxist ideology um, that, that indoctrinates students um, with racial identity, uh, divisiveness, animosity, dividing students one against the other, dividing them based on nothing more than ethnic uh, origin, or, or even not even just ethnic origin, skin color, uh, racial identity, but uh, even further than that, and this is kind of curious, um, an identification of ideological outlook, worldview, even that is not directly connected to skin color. What do I mean by that? What I mean is they're calling people like Candace Owens, a brilliant African-American young woman, um, Candace Owens, Larry Elder, a radio uh, talk show host, um, you know, who else? Uh, ben Carson, mm -hmm. very brilliant, uh, you know, former uh, pediatric neurosurgeon, then served under President Trump in uh, the cabinet position of Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. But all of them, African-Americans, um, and very brilliant, but, 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 but they happen to be conservative. So they fall 
on the wrong side of the racial divide. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not just about race, but race is the identifying uh, sort of factor uh, within it. There are characteristics that are taught uh, that are race-based. For example, um, if you are hardworking, uh, high-achieving, a student who really, you know, does your homework and and does well on tests and, uh, you know, winds up in advanced placement classes. Well, you might actually be of Asian descent, and that could be anything from Indian to Chinese to Japanese, uh, but you're white because, you know, a high academic achievement now under the, the, the concept of critical race theory, high academic achievement and hard work getting there that that's acting white that that's white supremacy and you you could you could be any race and still be that so uh you know we can go into this a whole lot more but that's that's sort of the foundation of it it's just how racist is even that not it's totally racist yeah not, not even the saying oh it's you're white it's it's well if i define you as claire then that if you're the guest i'm defined as the host if i define that as being white I am automatically defining the opposing set of characteristics to be black. Like that's racist well, or shit. something else, but but you know non non Caucasian. Non doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. non what that in itself is racist. Of course it is. Jesus. Yeah. Well, here's here's the here's where this comes from. Okay, so uh, we have to go back around a hundred years, back to the Russian Revolution that took place um, in Saint Petersburg, spread all of Russia. Um, this is 1917. Lenin, Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, and his Bolshevik faction of the political party uh, that they belong to uh, took over Russia. The Tsar and his family, Nicholas, had yeah. already been ousted and murdered, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, communists took over Russia. Okay, um, and um, one of the first things they did was try to export the revolution. I think we've talked about this before. And they thought Germany would be the place to do it. It was, uh, they thought, ripe for communist revolution. Um, And they already had communist cells throughout Germany. But because this was now uh, into the 1920s, and certainly by the early 1930s, the time of the rise of Adolf Hitler and the Nazis and fascism, uh, they kicked them out. They fought on the streets of Germany and other places in Europe, too. And uh, that was the black shirt communists and the brown shirt Nazis. Um, they they literally fought it out on the streets. Um, but uh, the Nazis won and the communists got pretty much kicked out. Not completely. And there still are them there today, some of them. Um, but they they decided they'd set their sights on the United States next. We were the next most likely target for a communist revolution. But big problem in the United States, we then and, and, and still now to this day, we have a system of free market capitalism. Now, of course, that's everything that the Marxists hate and want to abolish and destroy. But the fact of the matter is that that kind of a system here in America uh, gives opportunity to everyone. You can be born in a log cabin in the middle of Illinois and become president of the United States, Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln, Mm -hmm. right? Um, 
And so there is upward mobility for anyone with the talent and the ambition and the hard work to chase it, to, 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 to get there. Um, and that, that wasn't going to work very well for divisiveness of a society uh, based on original Marxist tenets, you know, the bourgeoisie versus the proletariat. So they had to come up with some other divisive wedge for America, and that wedge is race. Mm-hmm. They hit upon race because for whatever reasons, Americans are absurdly sensitive about race topics. I don't know why, but we are. And um, so they began to develop the idea that this is a racist society. You know, the narratives began to uh, c- come forward, the, the memes, the, the language, the vocabulary, lexicon, uh, ra- race uh, divisiveness, white supremacy, um, you know, systemic racism, all of that. They developed that as information operations. That, that's how that happened. So the communists, which had their foothold or thought they did in Germany, but didn't, came to the United States in the guise first of the Frankfurt School. Mm-hmm. The Frankfurt School uh, obviously was founded in Frankfurt, Germany, uh, at Goethe University. Um, but they decamped, uh, being sort of kicked out of Germany, and uh, came to find a home uh, at Columbia University in New York State in the 1930s, where they were uh, warmly welcomed by the already uh, leftist uh, faculty uh, at, at the University of Columbia. And from there, they began to develop uh, this this educational, this academic, I can hardly call it ac- educational, really, but, uh, you know, the, 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 this ideology that then they would spread throughout academia in America. And if we go back to something I think I've talked about on your show before there, Tommy, and that is um, former FBI agent W. Cleon Skousen's book, The Naked Communist, published in 1958. And with chapter 13 of that book added a little bit later, I think the eighth or something printing of it, um, chapter 13 of the book being entitled uh, The 45 Goals of Communism Today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, meaning, you know, back then, like uh, 40, 60 something years ago, I guess. Um, And um, I think, as I've said before, one of the most important, if not the most important objective goal in that chapter is number 17. And that is the one that says, get control of the schools, get control of the curriculum, the textbooks, and get control of the teachers' associations. Um, Now, W. Cleon Skousen uh, compiled this list of 45 goals, not just from his own FBI background fighting communism. Yeah, the FBI actually fought communism back in those days. Can you imagine? Um, but also um, what he had gleaned from the testimony of communist and especially former communist witnesses 
um, who, who testified before uh, congressional committees earlier in the 1950s, like the House on Un-American Activities Committee and then Senator Joseph McCarthy's uh, committee over on the Senate side. And from that testimony, Skousen put together those 45 goals because he listened to what they said they were going to do to us, the communists, and uh, he, he put it in the list. Well, that's where the list comes from. He didn't just make it up. And so number 17 about the schools was really, really important. And it was uh, about using the educational system to inculcate this Marxist ideology, race-based now in America, uh, into our students. And then because of sort of what you might call, um, I don't know, conveyor belt or revolving door or whatever, but students would graduate and go on to become professors themselves but also they went into media, uh, not social media at that time, but certainly today, um, media of all kinds, print media, online media, TV media, whatever, popular culture, meaning the Hollywood culture uh, uh, of TV shows and, and uh, movies, and then, of course, government at every level from the very local level on up to Congress. And this was their, their blueprint. This was their playbook. And this is what they did. And if you wonder now, um, as parents, I know you're not a parent yet, but but parents out there who might be listening, um, you know, have had the, I don't know, opportunity, I put it in air quotes this last year, to be at home, um, not because they wanted to be, but uh, they couldn't go to work, and uh, the students, their kids, couldn't go to school. But it did give those parents, perhaps for the first time, a look over the kids' shoulders mm-hmm. You know, on on the computers, on the kitchen table, uh, a look at what those kids were being taught. And uh, the parents were appalled and horrified and furious. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we needed to galvanize those parents, many, many of them. I talked about my friends out in California uh, to to, to band together, not just uh, in some cases to pull their kids out of public education, to form home schooling pods, as they call them, you know, little groups of, of uh, neighborhood friends, kids who learn together at, in a home school environment, but also to get together to go to the school boards, which they maybe had not done before, and to present their concerns to those school boards insistently uh, with a lot of, you know, articulately. Um, and that's what's been going on. And so I think there's this groundswell building up and going on across the country, um, certainly with the help from um, really great champions um, of, of American education, like a Christopher Rufo uh, and a James Lindsay, uh, who writes online uh, at um, Natural Discourses, is his uh, his website. And Christopher Rufo's got a newsletter going out, and you can find the, the, the columns that he writes, the essays he writes. Very helpful in helping to educate the parents who know something's really wrong with this. This is not, you know, founding fathers, um, you know, Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, uh, and, and everything that we all learned back in school, history, and civics classes. They know there's something wrong, but they maybe, you know, couldn't quite put it together. Where did this come from? All of a sudden, I'm seeing this, how, how this happened. Well, Christopher Rufo and James Lindsay have helped a lot with that. They've both been on 
TV shows as guests, um, guest, um, you know, analysts or, you know, uh, uh, experts on these topics. So um, long way of saying this is the foundation. This, this is what has been happening. This is what's going on. Um, and uh, it has made its way, you know, throughout the curriculum uh, in, in, in the United States. So, um, you know, I can talk some more about what um, what I wrote in my articles about yeah, what do. I've seen. Please do. Uh, what um, you know, uh, parents have seen across the country. Um, like I said, the first uh, couple of articles that I wrote this year uh, on critical race theory were sort of laying the basis of, of what this was all about. Um, you know, where did it come from? What's its foundation? Uh, and as we've said, it's Marxism. It is pure Marxism. Mm-hmm. Divide the society. Uh, for, you know, create wedges of animosity and hatred in society. We're Perhaps none really existed before, which is not to say that there is zero racism in America. Of course there is, as in every single society on the face of the earth, including across black Africa and across uh, the the African-American populations of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is humongous racism there, depending on the shade of the blackness of your skin. People have no idea. I mean, there's racism. How stratified this is. I mean, there's racism with white people. Think back to like, you know, think back to like gangs of New York or something, Italian and Irish. you know, not not to whitewash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, flaws and faults in our in our society, but to say that this was not something that should be, ought to be, is tearing our society apart. Certainly not after six hundred thousand dead in the Civil War to abolish slavery, the Emancipation Proclamation, and then much later on, the Civil Rights Movement of the nineteen sixties and Martin Luther King and you know judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin not after all of that so they had to create it they had to gin it up out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh you know they had to they had to 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 um follow antonio gramsci's at least it's attributed to him a dictum about a long march through the institutions meaning you know worm your way in from the inside and corrode it out from the inside this is artificial this is created by Marxist faculty sitting in their faculty lounges. And from university, it then spread downwards through all the grades. Um, anyway, so that um, that is pretty much where, where it came from, uh, beginning academia, and then spreading throughout our uh, institutions, all of our institutions of society, as I've said before, um, media, obviously, popular culture, the workplace, society, um, and government, uh, and and now the U.S. military, yeah. the U.S. military, yeah, tearing itself apart. No, not tearing itself apart. Being torn apart by its own leadership. It's not the ranks. It's not the rank and file at all. This is going on from the top, which wants to tear apart the U.S. military to debilitate it in the face of our enemies. That's their objective. Mm-hmm. Just as tearing apart American society and American institutions is about the Marxist objective of, of collapsing our society, of tearing apart our society. Um, so in any case, uh, so that's, that's sort of the basis of all of this. Um, now let me, um, let me jump, what time is it? Okay, let me jump to um, some examples, sure. right? Um, I began to uh, talk about examples in, 
I'm, I'm looking through my, my uh, articles here. Um, I began with the examples uh, in, in California. And um, I talked about the, um, what do they call it? The, uh, the model ethnic studies program um, that has been under development in California by their um, state board of education. Now, different uh, states and different jurisdictions select their school boards differently. Some, as in California, are appointed, uh, but in other places they're elected. If you've got an elected board, you've got a a way better chance of of changing the makeup of that school board if they're not doing what you as parents want them to do. However, in California, uh, it's it's an appointed school board, uh, uh, unfortunately. So uh, they uh, began development in California of something called the Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum back in 2016, that long ago. Um, and what that curriculum was meant to do, it's, it's uh, only barely been finished or, 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 or uh, you know, pushed through by this point, 2021. But the original purpose and, and what prevailed throughout um, of that curriculum was to teach students from the earliest grades to divide the U.S. population uh, into a fixed number of fixed ethnic groups. And they were laid out. African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Latino, Chicano-Americans, and Native Americans. Uh, Those were called the core ethnic groups in the United States. Now, you notice who's missing. The majority population in the United States, Caucasians, whites, explicitly excluded from the model curriculum in California. Not a set. Um, set Now, the other thing that they don't tell the students, of course, is that uh, the indigenous Native American population has been here uh, in the Western Hemisphere from, you know, the Bering Strait crossing over mm-hmm. from Siberia, from Asia, probably upwards of 40,000 years in that span of time, having made their way all the way down North America through Central and then all the way to the tip of Southern, you know, South America. Um, but what they don't say in, in, in that curriculum or any other critical race theory curriculum uh, is that those indigenous people, just as indigenous people, every single place else on the face of the earth practice slavery. They took slaves, they held slaves, they bought and sold slaves. Native Americans did this. Mm -hmm. It was already here by the time the first explorer from Europe ever set foot on the continent. Mm -hmm. But they don't tell you that. No. Um, so, uh, there was a lot of opposition as California began to develop this model curriculum, in particular from Jewish communities, um, who were excluded. They they were not part of, you know, the ethnic group makeup. Um, and there were some, uh, adjustments, some, some edits, some changes made to the model curriculum, and it went through a lot of iterations. Um, and, uh, that, that is part of what took so long. Now, um... Finally, you know, I, I won't go through all of this, but some of the stuff included um, comes from really, you know, racist uh, um, pedagogical origins. Um, I'll, I'll mention a group um, uh, like, uh, well, a, a particular individual. Let's name this one. There's a Brazilian communist by the name of Paulo Freire, and he's, out, he's from Brazil. 
and he wrote a book all the way back in 1968. It's called The Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Well, you, you can imagine what that's about, uh, that, that there are the oppressed and there are the oppressors in society, ours too. And uh, the only way to fix this uh, is wholesale uprising revolution by the oppressed against the oppressors. Um, and uh, you can't control which group you're in. You're just, you're just born into it and there's nothing you can do about it, no matter if you're the most tolerant, pluralist, um, uh, you know, kindest person on the face of the earth. If you're born into one of these groups, that's it, you're stuck. Um, and so uh, there, there, there were other um, uh, sources for uh, resources, uh, you know, uh, books, curriculum, the teachers, um, lesson plans and so forth uh, that, that found their way into the California um, curriculum. But that's just one example of it. Um, now, currently in California, I'll bring you up to date to the current time period. There's a bill in their assembly called Assembly Bill 101. Uh, I believe it has just passed the education committee of the California legislature in mid-April, so a couple months ago, well, a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but that bill would make ethnic studies a high school graduation requirement Jesus. throughout the state of California. Jesus. Now, it has not, it, it, it passed out of committee, as I said, but it's not uh, passed the overall legislature in California yet. As far as I know, I think I'm on top of that. Um so uh, people in California, parents in California are really watching that, you know, very closely. And um, you'll have to keep an eye on that as to where that goes. But similar things, you know, are being proposed in other states. So let me go quickly sure. um, through uh, my most recent article from May 24th. And, and this one uh, is about some more examples of, of what's found its way into our school systems um, you know, on the model of critical race theory, ethnic studies, and so forth. Um, let me bring you an example from my own state here in Virginia, where I live uh, not far from Washington, D.C. And um, in the county of uh, Fairfax County, in uh, the city of Alexandria, Virginia, there is a, well, was a wonderful high school. It's called Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. It was a magnet school founded back in 1985. Parents literally moved their families from all over the country to get their kids into this school. But entry was tough. Mm -hmm. It was by um, academic achievement. It was by um, a state-required testing. Uh, It was about... um, you know, all kinds of other things to include a very stiff entrance exam to even get into the school. Um, but they had a, 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 a program, a magnet school program based on STEM topics, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, um, uh, that, that, that turned out, you know, the best and brightest uh, American high school graduates in the country. Mm-hmm. Literally, TJ, as it's called, was rated the number one high school in America, according to the um, U.S. News and World Report, which does a ranking every year of high schools. Um, TJ also had last uh, school year, the 2020 school year, a 99.8% graduation rate. 99.8%. Okay. This is why it was such a magnet school. Well, 
Apparently there was a problem because based on those stiff entrance exams and entry requirements, as of the 2020 school year last year, about 70% of TJ's student body were Asian. And again, I mean all of it from uh, families, American, uh, you know, uh, families, but whose ancestry traces back to India, China, Japan, uh, Korea, what have you, right? All of the above. Um, Well, 70% of those who got in by pure competition on academic merit were Asian. Uh, Can't have that. Can't have that. Um, These Asian students, by the way, typically score in the top 2% of all high school students in America. Uh, Their average IQ levels range from 120 to 160. Okay. Um, You know, whom else would, would you want going through a rigorous high school program like this and graduating on to probably some of the top universities in the country uh, thereafter um, to go up against the best and brightest being educated and graduated from schools in Russia, China, Korea, and etc. Well, sorry, sorry, can't have that, can't have that. In April this year, 2021, the Virginia Department of Education decided to um, eliminate the competitive uh, entrance um, criteria for TJ. And um, instead, they're they're just going to have a lottery because, you know, um, other other students of other minority groups, you know, they, they, they really should be sitting in advanced calculus. Never mind they can't do their multiplication tables. Uh, that doesn't matter. Uh, they, they should have access to, you know, the the um, most competitive math classes like calculus. Good grief. If, if anybody had ever put me in an advanced mathematics class or calculus class, it, it would have been an utter disaster. But they want to take students who can barely do, you know, arithmetic level and put them in, you know, these advanced classes because, you know, um, equity, I'm- equity. I'm five foot nine and white. There's no anyone that anyone that that any college that has a competitive NCAA basketball team is not going to take me. It doesn't matter if they're ninety eight percent black. It doesn't matter because they have the best free throw percentage. They can jump the highs. They can dunk, and they're dominant. Good. They're win. Well, that's if you want to win. That's if you want to. You want to win basketball games. If you want to win in the world competition of 21st century technology, my my but if friend, if you don't want to win, if you don't care about winning, if all you care about is the image of or equity, if, or if you're purposely trying to lose, uh, then this is what you do. I had two friends. I won't say their last names. One's name was Obi. He was African American. One's name was Sung Yup from South Korea. They both got into Harvard Medical School. I didn't. It's not because they were Asian and black. It's because they had a higher MCAT score than me. They published more research than me, and they had a squeaky clean GPA. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. got in because they're better. They were better uh, pre physicians. They were better applicants, and they went to these higher institutions of learning. And now they are physicians, and they're the mm-hmm. ones that, if you've got the big bucks, you're going to go to. 
because they're the best. Best. And it well, sucks to be on the receiving end of a rejection letter, but uh, that's why that's that's why I buy an iPhone. It's the best. No, I thought you and I did it today. I made Shaco Vera just for you. Oh no! <laughs> I was going. I, I wanted to hold it up. I wanted to see if you'd notice. I almost, um, I almost forgot I did it. Delete that thing. I will. I wanted to see uh, if you notice. But the point but, is, is yeah, if you're not yeah, trying that, to win, or if you're trying to intentionally lose. Yeah. Well, this is where we're at. Um, let me go back again to Virginia. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not going to pick just on Virginia Day, but one more example. And uh, we're back to the Virginia Department of Education again. And uh, again, back in April of this year, 2021, um, Department of Education here decided to eliminate all accelerated math classes in Virginia before the 11th grade. Because, well, you know, equity. Um, tracking, you know, math students by their ability and achievement, you know, it's it's just it's just you know not 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 fair because there are a whole bunch of students who aren't going to measure up, and then you know they get left out of these more challenging math cl- math classes. Good grief! If they'd stuck me in one of those, well, never mind. I'm not a math scholar. I have I have other redeeming social um, values qualities, but it's not math. But that's what they want to do. That's that's what they're doing. Okay, let's go back to California. Um, in the state of California, we, we've picked on them before, but let's do some more. Um, they, um, at their Department of Education, again, which I, uh, I've, I've, I've picked on before here, but they're considering a new, quote, framework, as they call it, a framework for teaching math in the state of California. It's called a pathway to equitable math instruction, dismantling racism in mathematics instruction. It's an 83-page resource for teachers, and um, it, it has lesson plans and, and reading and so forth, uh, and, 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 and sample uh, lesson plans. And, and it, um, uh, it, it encourages teachers to, to teach uh, that the history of mathematics is a Western, uh, Eurocentric oh, way yeah. of processing and knowing information. And objectivity, that would be getting the answer right. Like, you really want that spaceship to make it to Mars? Well, not even not even, okay. a, not even a spaceship. Um, well, that's, that's white supremacy. You can't have that. There are no right answers, you know, because maybe some people have some other ideas about two plus two. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and mathematics, by the way, is now spelled with an X on the end. Don't forget that. Oh, Jesus. M-A-T-H-E-M-A-T-I-X. I'm sorry, M A T H M A T X. You know what? C S on the end, but X on the end. So don't don't forget that. That's important. Um, we, we the students are being encouraged to uh, create mathematical definitions in their own words. Okay. I, I, do you know what I would have done to the Pythagorean theorem? Do you know? I, 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 it would not have been pretty. I told you, I scored the top four percentile in the MCAT. I graduated magna cum laude. I got straight A's and everything. Except calculus, do you know? Yeah, who, I, I never even. I, I never even went. Do you know to who with? Do you know who withdrew? Fail. Wf. Three straight years pre calculus. Me and eventually I squeaked by with a C plus. Trust no, I me. Never even more than gone to a class like that. More I than just, anyone, I wish it was subjective. <laughs> no, I was doing perfectly fine. You know, um, with with um, some other things like. You know, uh, advanced French, uh, French uh, language. Uh, the students, by the way, in California, 
um, are also going to be uh, recommended <clears throat> under this new um, framework to create their own TikTok videos. Why? Never mind that TikTok is an artificial intelligence data collection platform for the Chinese Communist Party, but who's talking about that? Uh, they should create their own little TikTok videos uh, about you know their experiences with mathematics, uh, X on the end. Okay, let's not just pick on Virginia and California. I'll stick one or two more in here as I'm looking at the clock, which goes by awfully fast. Um, let's go to Oregon. And the Oregon uh, Department of Education wants teachers there uh, to register for training in something they're calling ethnomathematics. Oh, Can you imagine ethnomathematics? Like Newton, the apple fell from the tree. Okay, gravity pulled it down to the earth. What's ethno force, about that? Force uh, equals mass times acceleration. Um, and that is for the purpose of, this is a quote, to improve equitable outcomes for black Latinx, there's an X on the end of that there too again, and multilingual students and join communities of practice. I don't know exactly what that's about. Uh, but I think it has to do with them feeling good. They want the students to feel good about themselves. Um, and it's kind of mock-snicked about uh, quantum computing, 5G, or space technology. You know, the kind of stuff that Chinese at, students at do edge of, eight hours yeah. a day in class plus weekend test prep on the, uh, you know, on the weekends. Um, all right, one more. <laughs> Just one more. This is Texas. I got to be equitable here about the states. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll equitably hate all the uh, Marxists. So this 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 story comes out of the Carroll Independent School District of South Lake, Texas. That district, by the way, has been the top achieving school district in Texas. Well, um, already two years ago, that is back in 2019. Uh, teachers there uh, were, were were compelled to attend a retreat where they were told that if they tried, they even thought about in their dreams at night, if they even dreamed about treating all students equally, regardless of skin color or ethnicity, they were displaying, wait for it, white privilege, biases, white fragility, that they must teach through the lens of equity. Um, which meant that they had to teach everything through a prism of, of race in every single context you could possibly imagine, uh, mathematics, of course, being one of those. Um, treating all students alike was to be avoided at all costs. They, the teachers were told this uh, in Texas. Now, uh, parents are pushing back, and uh, that is the good news. They're organizing, they're pushing back, and uh, that's going to be the topic of my fourth article in this series this year for um, Front Page Magazine. Uh, and I'll write it within the next several weeks or so. Uh, but that will be how parents are organizing and pushing back against all this crap. We're going to have to start creating speakeasy schools. Perhaps. Well, this is what parents are doing in a way with yeah. these homeschool pods, as I mentioned yeah. before. You know, where they'll get together several students and engage, hire a, a, a tutor for them, uh, even if the parents themselves, you know, might not be able to take on all subjects, for example. Yeah. Um, but that's what they're doing. Pods. That's, that's, Homeschooling and pods. 
that's the beauty of work ethic and intuition and drive and adaptation, regardless if you're white or black or Asian, is the beauty of that edge is that mm -hmm. if you are shut down by a school, those characteristics will lead you to go develop your own school. Yeah. That's I mean, there great. are alternative schools out there that are very good. Good. Private schools, charter schools, for example. And parents are moving children to those places, too. It's not just about homeschooling. But, you know, thank goodness they have these different options. And yeah. they're making use of them. We'll, we'll, we'll adapt and they will. But you know what doesn't have equity? And it's, it's natural selection. So when we start having the next generation of students working at Boeing and making the newest Dreamliners and those things start banking into mountains because two plus two is sometimes seven, we're going to be weeded out. So. Well, you might have, you might have heard, uh, which airline was it? The Boeing uh, 7, the, the Max. I hope I'm not misquoting, but let's just say an airline, one of the leading airlines, uh, recently uh, published uh, their guidance um, that they are going to make sure that that 50% of all the pilots in their cockpits um, are um, not white, not straight, not male, not, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, they're going to be, you know, from every other subcategory grouping um, and, um, you know, uh, best of luck to y'all. I'm back yeah. in coach there uh, well you know you can we hope you make it to where you want to go you know you can you can hide you can you can fudge numbers and not let people see the the asian kid getting the good grades you can you can hide crime statistics and call them hate facts what you can't hide is a 20 mile long smoke plume as a plane billows into a mountainside they're going to start these things are going to start going off as as flare guns yeah, saying this, nobody wants that to happen. No, no, I don't. But it's at a certain point, you can't hide it when there's a smoldering wreckage on the horizon. And it says this plane was built by a multicultural background like. All right, man, it's it will we will adapt and we will survive. I think humanity's been through worse. It's shitty right now and it's infuriating, but it's like what uh, Patton said. Never tell troops uh how to do something tell them what to do and let them surprise you with their ingenuity yeah N non comms turn out to be pretty good at that sort of thing so let's we'll see i will we will be surprised by the ingenuity of the parents of america because as dark as it does seem as you know i'm nauseatingly positive it's going to be interesting to see where this goes because well, that, that's what my fourth article okay. uh, in this particular series is going to be about. Okay. I, I, I really want to highlight what parents are doing, uh, you know, and, 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 and how they're uh, pushing back. And, and, and I would be remiss not to mention one of the excellent guidelines that, that some of these parents are looking at. And that is President Trump's 1776 commission, uh -huh. which he put together under the leadership of... Um, uh, President Larry Arn of Hillsdale College and many other wonderful notables um, serving on that commission, Carol Swain uh, and, and, and so many others I don't want to say because I'll miss some, um, but, but put together in response to the 1619 project of uh, the New York Times, the misbegotten, twisted, uh, you know, depiction of American history that never was. Um, and the final report of that 1776 commission that came out last year 
in summertime of 2020, um, provides a really good outline for how to teach or what to teach in American history and civics that's balanced, it's fair, it doesn't whitewash any of the bad stuff, and there's bad stuff, uh, doesn't whitewash any of that, but but gives a fair and an accurate uh, you know, account of American history uh, and the American people. So if it, that will be my, my fourth article forthcoming. If it comes down to it, we will just start teaching history courses on this podcast. They won't even be entertaining episodes. We will just, I will, I will become a homeschool teacher. I will just start reading history text to anyone who's, who can't take their school anymore. Um, what I was going to say is, oh, I just slipped my mind. I don't remember what I was. Oh, no, no. The, the, have you seen on real quick on an off note? Have you seen, um, have you seen the last couple days? getting a lot of traction uh the origins of covid was it it's 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 trump is he's doing the it's, opposite of spinning it's, it's it's absurd to watch um you know we've lost an entire year he was but right I, I mentioned in i don't know back and forth uh, some some uh, messaging to, to to people this morning uh, you know people like bill gertz who, who's a top-notch investigative reporter focused on national security issues he wrote all the way back in january of 2020 that we might ought to maybe look at the chinese communist party uh biological weapons program and then i also wrote an article back then in january inspired somewhat by his article and i quoted him in mine january 2020 um uh which was published i think at my newsmax blog Mm -hmm. i think that's where it got published um about the same thing this needs to be looked at at least investigated um you know the chinese biological weapons program because they've got a big one and um you know people didn't want to listen back then including you know the the think tank for which i then worked didn't want to think about it didn't want to look at it blew it off just blew it off and here we are a year into almost a year and a half later and um you know a lot of people dead and even now the discussion is about well how the virus get out we know now for a fact that the chinese communist party uh enabled it to spread around the world we know that for a fact but even now the questions are did it escape from the wuhan institute of virology and i still think that's i mean they're going in the right direction but it's still the wrong question the wrong question is who put this virus together who developed this who bioengineered this and where'd they do that it wasn't at the wuhan institute of virology anthony fauci that's where it wound up in its latter stages maybe for some kind of onward testing but that's not where it originated think it originated here no no of course not um the 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 chinese uh, biological weapons program is under the control of the people's liberation army the military labs is where this experimentation began. Okay, not Wuhan. Yeah, I mean, there was some part of it done here. Yes, that's true. And funding flowed. We can talk about this in a, in a whole other program. Yes, funding flowed out of um, the the Obama administration, Health and Human Services Department of the Cabinet, on down through uh, the um, National Institutes of Health, National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and by way of an NGO called EcoHealth Alliance. All of that's true. But the program, the actual program itself, 
is the Chinese Communist Party People's Liberation Army Biological Weapons Program. That's what we need to be talking about. Can that can that be our next episode? Yeah, sure. I love uh, it. Although I, I, I have to apologize. I'm looking at my calendar here. Uh, yeah, I, I am going to be on travel for, let's see. Yeah, next week. That's fine. I'll have to miss next week, Thursday, the 3rd of June. It's quite all right. But... Wait a minute! You said you'll be. No, I'm 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 going out of town this evening. Out on the tenth of June, didn't you say? Why do I have? Now, now I'm confused. Do I, am I? Uh, Sorry about this. No, no, no. You're fine. Well, listen, we 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 can work this out. Yeah, but we don't I need do to do it. Um, apologies for next week. Okay, no, that's fine. I mean, I'm not. No, I. I don't know why. If I did tell you that, that might have been the wrong okay, month. I might have meant this. That might have been this last month. This might have been May. I might have been helping okay, my let parents me, let move. Okay, let me that away. Um, we can, yeah, we can figure this out off air. It's, but in yeah, any case, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to be here yelling about communists and Marxists and the Cold War. I'm not going anywhere. It's as sure <laughs> as the sun rises, I will be here okay, screaming. But we about, will we'll pick this up in in future uh, programs. We will. Miss Claire maybe, Lopez. Maybe we even have you know a little more to go on by that point. Yeah, I am. I'm always so thankful for you coming on here. It just so happens to be that other people listen to my podcast, but to me, I get. I this is for me. I get to talk to you, and it's always brilliant. One day, I am going to egg you on to create your own podcast, so we can cut out the middleman where the people can just go get. No, no, they, no, 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 they can no, go no. get the pure Claire Lopez, that high <laughs> pharmaceutical grade. Right into their veins, Claire no Lopez. Time. No time. None. Okay. Well then, then for, then hold my hands behind my back. Force me to have you on again. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So, well, Miss Lopez. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. Thank you so much. Two weeks. Not not just not yeah. next week. Yeah, I got Two you. I'm here. I'm not doing anything. We're gonna do another thousand episodes. I'm not going anywhere. God bless okay. America. God bless you, Miss Lopez. Thank you for coming on. And um, as Jeffrey Prather said when I had him on last week. To all the to all the dirty Marxists and communists, you're not as organized as the Nazis. You're not as ruthless as the Imperial Japanese, and you are not as uh, and you are not as barbaric as ISIS. And we beat all of them, so we'll beat you too. I don't know how. I don't know when, but all right, I we think, have to. I think our best days are ahead. I refuse we, to believe otherwise. Yeah, Miss Lopez, okay. thank you so much. I will send you this when it's up. You as you as well, and we will get back okay. in two weeks. Catch you next time. All right, bye bye. Right. Thank you so much. The recording has stopped.